Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. For the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 61524. Void where prohibited. I'm French. And, and the Bernabeu blinks it back! I haven't, I haven't got a problem with soccer, to be fair. Football. Oh, what a start! What I can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret. Champions, future friends, dropping your comments and questions in that chat and make sure you hammer, and I mean hammer, the like and subscribe buttons as we talk with the main man himself, Fabrizio Romano. Here we go. I'm Ian Joy and I'm joined by my House of Champions co-host Michael Hood, and we have also the hardest working and most travelled man recently on the internet. Yes, Fabrizio Romano, I've seen you around the Champions League enjoying all the games. How was your travels? Oh, great. It was great. Honestly, I'm enjoying the moment uh, because it's incredible for Italian football, especially for the Milano teams. This derby is going to be special. It was special also in Napoli, the Napoli-Milan game. So I'm enjoying this crazy moment. A bit of luck, I think, for Italian teams, but also some good performances. Honestly, I wasn't expecting Inter to be that good against Benfica, who's been really perfect in the first part of the season. And so... Just enjoying this this special Italian moment and also the Real Madrid City game is going to be wild. So everything was perfect. Hey, before we get into the questions and we're going to discuss Tottenham, we're going to discuss Manchester United, Chelsea and other questions, please fire them in there, everybody. But I want to ask you, when you're traveling around these stadiums, what is it like for you? Because you must be a, a bit of a celebrity now around the, the footballing world. Yes, it depends. It's not, it's not easy for me to handle that, you know, because I'm still going to the stadium uh, with the same spirit I was going when I was 18 uh, with my friends. So it's absolutely the same. So, yes, I appreciate when people come there and say, yeah, Fabrizio, who are we going to buy in the summer? This kind of questions. <laughs> but, but the reality is that for me, nothing has changed at all. No, all right, that's, well, that's great. <laughs> it's great to have you. It's great to have you with us uh, once again, and you're a big part of the family. But uh, of course, there is a demand from many people out there who are dropping questions in the chat right now. We appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Fabrizio, let's start with Tottenham Hotspur. And we have to start with uh, uh, Paritici and the resignation. I mean, I want to know what does this mean for Tottenham Hotspur? Where does this leave them in the transfer market? Where does this leave them with all of the hard work he's been putting in? I mean, it looks to me like Tottenham could be in a bit of a problem right now when it comes to signing players. 
Yeah, I agree with you. This is a crucial point, I think, underrated point in the last few days because we always mention, of course, the manager situation, the players after what Antonio Conte said in that famous press conference. But I think to see the director, Fabio Paratici, who is the face of the Tottenham project in the last two years, he's the man who did, I think, very good things at the beginning. Then in the second season, in the second summer, was not that easy. And so not at the same level. But what's important to say right now is that to see your director uh, in the position to resign a few, few days ago means that you're going to change your plans. He was already planning for the summer transfer window. He was, of course, involved in the process to find a new manager. So Fabio Paratici was almost everywhere in the Tottenham plans for summer 2023 and now he's no longer there and this is not helping because when you start conversations to sign players when you start conversations to extend contracts when you start conversations to appoint a new coach you always involve your director of football and now Tottenham there is no director of football no permanent manager and this is absolutely not helping the club yeah with all the change going on Fab Ryan Mason still remains I feel like we've seen this horror show from Tottenham Hotspurs before speaking of managerial search who are some of the candidates that the club is looking at and looking for and how are things progressing at this current moment yeah there are many candidates honestly at the moment nothing is clear yet also because Tottenham want to take their time and as I mentioned with Paratici leaving now it's important to see Who's going to decide? Of course, Daniel Levy, but who's going to support him in his decision? Who's going to support him so the idea, in the idea to interview the candidates and to make the best decision? If Tottenham will have a new director in the summer, so there are some things to clarify and then to arrive to the new to the new coach. There are some candidates, of course. For example, Luis Enrique has always been one of the managers appreciated at Tottenham, especially when Fabio Paratici was there. Let's see how the process will go now. And same for Vincent Company, doing an excellent job at Burnley. He's also a coach who had the conversation, from what I'm told, with Tottenham. So he's one of the names they have in the list for sure. We know they dream of Julian Nagelsmann after what happened with Chelsea. They hope they will have a chance but at the moment it's not something advanced or in concrete stages it would take time to speak to Nagasman to discuss about the project so not easy at all so I think from what I understand there are five six candidates to the job Daniel Levy wants to take some time before he makes the decision one thing I wanted to clarify because we always have so many questions about that Tottenham never approached Mauricio Pochettino. That was never a possibility. So Pochettino has not turned down or rejected a Tottenham job. Um, absolutely. He never got any official call from Tottenham asking him about the project or the possibility to return. So Pochettino was never in the race, despite many rumors and rappers about him. He's now on the verge of joining Chelsea, but he was never close to join Tottenham. You're watching House of Champions. It's Ian Joy with my co-host Michael Hood and Fabrizio Romano. Let's get stuck into Tottenham Hotspur and continue to do so. Of course, the big talking point is about what's happening with the manager, who's coming in, who's going out. But we cannot just completely avoid Harry Kane and the situation with him. I mean, he's playing for Tottenham Hotspur, who have obviously rotated their manager so many times, sporting director. There's a lot of negativity, even all the way up from Daniel Levy down through the club. This cannot help their chances of keeping a hold of Harry Kane. What's the latest on his situation? Many people are asking about it now, Fab. Yeah, and it's not easy to answer because, you know, with the uncertainty around Tottenham, as we said, about the director, about the manager, about the project in general, it's also almost impossible for them to reach an agreement with Harry Kane right now and to make him sign a deal. So Harry Kane, obviously, I would say, is not just Harry Kane. I think every single player in the world uh, would do the same in his position. He's just waiting to understand what's going to happen at Tottenham. So who's going to be the coach? Who's the project for the future? Who's going to be the director? What's the idea of the club uh, for, for the next two, three years? So this is why with Harry Kane at the moment the situation is in standby. 
Harry Kane loves Tottenham. Harry Kane is Tottenham, but at the same time, you have to present him a project. He's no longer a young player. So he's a fantastic mm. player, but an experienced player in the final years of his contract. And so he wants to have guarantees on the project. So I'm sure on the percent that Tottenham will fight. This is the message coming from them. They will fight to keep the player. They will offer him a new deal. They want to offer an important contract. So Daniel Levy will try in every single way to keep Harry Kane. But at the same time, clubs are keeping an eye on the situation including Manchester United, because we know there will be a domino of strikers around Europe with PSG involved, with Bayern involved, with Man United involved. Mm. And Man United consider Harry Kane a fantastic striker. So in case there will be a possibility for Man United, he's 100% a name on the list. But as of now, there is not even a negotiation because Tottenham have no intention to negotiate. They want to speak to Kane to present their project. And then we will understand what's going to happen with Harry Kane. Yeah, Fab, I, I want to stick with that striker talk. And you mentioned the link between Harry Kane and Manchester United. It's no secret that United are missing a striker. But when we look at the possible, most viable candidates, who are some real targets and possibilities for United to land this summer? I think there could be many possibilities. Harry Kane, for sure. And then we have to keep an eye on the situation of Victor Osiman, because now for Napoli is the moment to enjoy. They are going to win the title. And then I think in the next few weeks, there will be discussions. No, also with agents, with players to understand, OK, uh, we had an incredible season, but what's next? And Victor Osiman will be part of the conversations because there are really many clubs interested in him, including May United, Chelsea, PSG, Bayern. Bayern are also in the race for Osiman. So it's a very open race, but all these clubs are waiting for Napoli to fix a price tag. And so this is a crucial step of the story. I'm not sure there is going to be something... Uh, fast, uh, so it's not something to be completed in a few weeks. I think this is, could be something for July or August. So get ready for a big saga. Then we have to understand the situation of Vlaovic. Will Juventus be in the Champions League or not? This is a crucial question to understand the future of Dujan Vlaovic next season. There are many strikers who could be part of this domino. We have to keep an eye also on Gonzalo Ramos, who is doing very well at Benfica, has a 120 million euros release close. So not easy at all to go there and sign the player. But I think there will be a lot of movement around strikers with PSG, Bayern, May United, Chelsea involved. And then we have to see what happens with all the other clubs looking for replacements for these players. And so keep an eye also on the other targets, including players like Jonathan David, who is doing very well at Lille. And from what I understand, Lille are prepared to let him go for 65 million euros. This is the price tag. And so Jonathan David could be another opportunity on the market. 65 seems like a decent price for someone who's scoring goals in the French League and certainly an international player and could be helping with the international market as well. I mean, he introduces North America to all the fan culture to their club as well. So he has a, a great branding. I, I want to stick with Manchester United real quickly there because obviously we talk about the goals and maybe it's Veghorst out and Osman in as uh, Michael Hood is licking his lips at the possibility of that. But what about the goalkeeper, De Gea? After that performance against Seville, and I mean, it, it was... Me and Michael just couldn't believe that performance. But De Gea in particular, there was a lot of people I noticed on social media not happy with his performances and saying maybe it's time for a change. But what we're reading is that De Gea looks like he's going to extend his contract at Manchester United. Yeah, there is a negotiation ongoing between the game and United. This is going very well. They are discussing the final clauses, but the expectation on both sides is to reach an agreement. And so for David De Gea to stay at May United, they had a closing to the contract of De Gea, the same as Rashford, Dalot and many other players, to extend the contract for one more season. This didn't happen because May United want to change the terms of the deal. So it's about the salary, the structure of the deal. This is why they are under discussion now with, uh, with David De Gea. But they are optimistic. So I think De Gea will extend his contract with Manchester United. 
what we can add is that they are also looking for the possibility to sign one more goalkeeper, so a mm. second goalkeeper to create some competition and also to maybe prepare the future. I don't see my United going for a goalkeeper worth 70 or 80 million euros like mm-hmm. Costa from Porto or this kind of goalkeepers linked in the last few days. If all goes to plan, they extend the Gea and sign a backup goalkeeper who can create some competition, but not that good in terms of money. And then we will see we will see how it will continue, what will be the competition next season. But the idea mm-hmm. is to continue with David De Gea. Mm. Well... I'm so glad you said you don't see certain things happening in Manchester United because I've I've ranted time and time again on House of Champions and all the other shows that we do at CBS Sports. I don't see Harry Maguire continuing with this club. I can't see it. I won't have it. And I hope Eric Ten Hag won't have it either. If Harry Maguire leaves this summer, which Fab, I've said it before, I'm waiting for the here we go. This is the here we goes of here we goes. What are some <laughs> possible landing places for the skipper, quote-unquote, skipper of Manchester United. Yeah, sure, yes, because there, there's always been interest, you know. Uh, of course, it's not easy at Manchester United for an Aguirre, as you mentioned, uh, has been, again, a complicated season. And so what happened is that in January, some club in the Premier League approached, and also not in the front of Serie A, approached Manchester United to understand over potential conditions of the deal, maybe a loan deal with a buy option, something like that. May United said no way because Eric Ten Hag wanted to keep the same squad until the end of the season and then to decide in the summer. I'm sure that end of May, beginning of June, Eric Ten Hag will have a direct conversation with Harry Maguire. So they will speak about the future to understand what's the plan for the summer. And in that moment, they will make a final decision on the future of Maguire. And the same will happen with Lindelof, who is really appreciated by Eric Ten Hag. Lindelof did very well in the semi-final too, with that penalty was perfect, but the world performance was a very good level. What happened in January, for example, with Lindelof is that Atletico Madrid and Inter asked for him and Eric Ten Hag said, no way again, and discussion will take place in the summer. So I think they have to decide about centre-backs on Lindelof and on Harry Maguire, also speaking to the players. So end of May, beginning of June, that will be clear. Quick break from us here at House of Champions. We will discuss a little US men's national team action when we return. Stick around. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to House of Champions. You enjoy with my co-host Michael Hood, and there is the main man here. We go, Fabrizio Romano. Where are you, Fab? Napoli. I'm in Napoli, my city. Nice. You're in Napoli. You got the dancing shoes ready. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see the celebrations. It looks like it's going to be wild there, huh? Yeah. Get ready because that was not even the 0.1% of what you will see probably <laughs> on Sunday or maybe next week. 
I'm going to be following your social media very closely. Yep. I want to see some live action from you, Fab. Oh, yeah. uh, let's turn our attention, Mike, if you don't mind as well, to U.S. men's national team players and obviously the rumors that are happening right now around Tim Weah and the potential mm. of him leaving his club but moving somewhere else. Fab, you're hearing some big news on him. Yeah, there is something was reported in France by L'Equipe and we can confirm that there is an interest from Olympique, from Olympique Marseille in uh, Tim Weah. This is a possibility. They appreciate the player, so he's... One of the names they have in the list, not the only one. It's still early to understand if they will be able to, to make it happen, but they have an interest. This is true. I think we have to keep an eye on that. It's also, I think, my personal opinion, an interesting opportunity for the player because at Marseille, they have incredible, incredible fans and this is always putting pressure on the player. So it's another step. This is a positive step, positive pressure because when you have that kind of fans, it's always something good. At the velodrome, the atmosphere is is unbelievable and so this is something that also the player is going to consider for his future again we are not into advanced stages at the moment but this is one of the possibilities for the future of team where i want to watch in the summer for sure mm. i can't wait to say ale om and possibly even go with an american flag to watch him play at the velodrome so happy you said that it's one of the best places to say i can confirm that is the newest yeah. om fan on the house of champions now shifting over to the midfield for the u.s men's national team Eunice musa you and i have talked before and you're a fan of him i'm a fan of him everyone with the red white and blue is a fan of him but it's not going well at valencia for him this season could we see him leave valencia and if he leaves could he be in for a big move somewhere else Yes, I think the answer is yes. Already in January, he had some possibilities because some English and Italian clubs explored this possibility. But for Valencia, it was a no because they needed him and they still hope to remain in La Liga and to have a chance to continue La Liga next season. But they also know that probably Yunus Musa will be elsewhere. So he will have a different kind of opportunity, probably different kind of league. From what I understand, there are some clubs interested, including Chelsea, because Chelsea have been following him for a long time and he's one of the players they appreciate. Not a priority now, but one of the players they are following. Uh, same with Arsenal. Of course, they know the player so well and they are still ke keeping an eye on his development. So both clubs have sent their scouts multiple times to follow these two players. Uh, this uh, this uh, player and also important to mention Inter because Inter are looking for that kind of midfielder, uh, a physical midfielder, a fast player who can bring some new energy in the midfield and they appreciate Yudas Musa uh, alongside Frank Cassie who is another player they really appreciate so they can sign a player in that position but Musa is one of the players they are following so I think it will be an interesting summer for him, yes. You're watching House of Champions. It's Ian John, Michael Hood, and Fabrizio Romano. Let's get to some of our user questions. So many questions coming in for you, Fabrizio. The activity is clearly evident. Ali A jumping in and saying, Alexis McAllister and Caicedo news, please, Fabrizio. What do you have on McAllister in particular? I think there is a chance both could leave Brighton in the summer. Uh, let's see if at the end will be one of them or both of them. But from what I understand, there is a good chance it will be both of them because both of them extended the contact with Brighton. Uh, Alexis McAllister did that right before the World Cup until June 2025. Um, Caicedo did that right after the January transfer window uh, until June 2027. But both of them spoke to the club to have some guarantees over potential top club move in the summer. So for Caicedo, I keep going with the English clubs. Arsenal, especially, are still interested in Caicedo. They made a bid of £60 million in January, rejected. £70 million, add-ons included, rejected. So they really wanted the player. They agreed terms, terms with the player, but this didn't happen. Let's see if Arsenal will return with an official bid, but the interest is still there. For Alexis McAllister, now the interest is from 
May United and from Liverpool. We know Liverpool need to refresh the midfield. They will be really busy with midfielders in the summer. And Alexis McAllister is one of the players they have in the list. So keep an eye on Liverpool. And let's see what happens at Chelsea, because for Chelsea, is not a priority target in this moment, but an Argentine coach is coming in Mauricio Pochettino. And so let's mm. see if he will change the, the plans. At the moment, Liverpool and May United, the two favorites and frontrunners to sign Alexis McAllister. Yeah, watching Brighton played in the semifinals against my Manchester United, couldn't help but notice that one position that so many teams in the Premier League, so many teams in Europe are coveting, number nine. And that was the position that they were desperate to have, Evan Ferguson, in a perfect world. Phil, Fab, I saw on your Twitter feed that something new happened with Evan Ferguson in terms of a potential new contract. But moving aside from that, are there any clubs who are monitoring the young Irishman? Because he's been a sensation over the last what, three, four months. Yeah, he's been incredible. He's very talented, born 2004, eh? so very young guy, but <laughs> with incredible potential. That's and uh, yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes we forget about that, but these boys are really young. And, uh, and yes, it's true that many clubs are monitoring him, have been monitoring him and will keep monitoring him because Bay United have sent their scouts multiple times to follow him. Chelsea did the same, but it's absolutely normal. I think we will see many top clubs, not just from England, keeping an eye on this boy because, as you mentioned, he's very good, he's very talented. I want to say one more time, congrats to Brighton because they are absolutely perfect in the way they make business in finding new players from crazy countries, from crazy leagues. They bring them in the Premier League and they immediately make an impact, but also in the way they extend contracts at the right time. And this happened again with Ivan Ferguson because yesterday he signed the new deal until June 2028, so an extra two-year extension. This is very good, I think, as a message for the club, also into the dressing room. You don't enter into a summer transfer window with all the rumors, with all the stories around the boy. You keep him calm. You make him understand how important he is for the project. And so he's staying in the summer. There is no doubt after this extension. But top clubs will keep monitoring him for the future because they know how good is this boy. So Ferguson, I think, in the next years will be a name we will mention many and many times. Producer Des is certainly happy that you said that as well. And of course, he is a talented <laughs> player and it's nice to see him doing yeah. so well and having that success. Uh, listen, this is House of Champions. It is our show. So I'm going to grab the microphone for a minute and ask a personal question here. Now, Fabrizio, um, obviously, I'm watching what's happening at the top of the German League. I haven't played in Germany for five years and I, I like what's happening with Dortmund challenging Bayern Munich. Yeah. But what I'm noticing that there's pressure right now at the top level at Bayern Munich. Are you hearing anything about uh, Oliver Kahn? Because the rumors are certainly starting to swirl in the German media. Are you hearing anything that potentially he could be out? Yeah, this is this is a, a particular situation, Bayer. Not easy at all because this season has been uh, a disaster. But if we spoke one month ago, we were here to say, yeah, the model of Bayern is incredible. They didn't concede one single goal in the Champions League. They are first in the table in the Bundesliga. And then everything changed in one month when they decided to change the manager. So that decision is something that didn't make people happy. And the results are speaking for that at the moment. Of course, Bayern see a long-term project with Tuchel. So Tuchel is not under discussion uh, and he will be the coach next season. They know that the real Thomas Tuchel project will start next season. For Oliver Kahn, it's true that he's under discussion so that they are speaking internally about the position of Oliver Kahn and told that no decision has been made yet on that they are waiting for the end of the season to see if Bayern will be able to win the title or if it will be Borussia Dortmund it could be really dangerous for Oliver Kahn 
Ooh, I am, I'm certainly hearing the rumors right now of Carl Heinz Rummenigge potentially being Ooh, that man wow. coming back at Bayern Munich. So <laughs> watch this space. Hey, Fab, I know our 20 minutes are up, but I'm going to keep you because I can. All right. Just real quickly. <laughs> Tati, Tati Castellanos, Valentin Tati oh. Castellanos scored four goals against Real Madrid Fantastic. yesterday. I mean, this was an unbelievable individual performance. Great team performance as well. Lovely atmosphere. This must not be too bad for his career because he's on loan right now from NYCFC. Clearly yeah. a part of City Football Group. I mean, this must be a great thing for him, scoring four goals against Real Madrid. This is, absolutely. Uh, I'm really I'm really surprised with the performance, not because of Tati, but because to score four goals to Real Madrid is something unbelievable. So congrats to him. What I want to say is that we mentioned the domino of strikers. We know how does it work in the summer transfer window. So we start with the big names and then July, August, we enter into the maybe second and third round of moves. I think Tati Castellanos could be part of that. Uh, let's see if it's going to be La Liga. Let's see if it's going to be some other league. But I feel that after what happened yesterday, but in general, with his quality, with his skills that you know better than me, he's a very, very good player. He could be part of that, uh, of that domino. So let's wait for the big moves. Let's wait for the big clubs to move on the big names. But right after, I think he could be part of that striker's domino. And so we will say where he could go. In many ways, Fabrizio, I'm so happy for him. I texted him today and I said, mm-hmm. this is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but I'm also pissed off because I wanted him to come back to NYCFC and help us win another championship. So oh, that, ain't, that ain't happening. No, that ain't Go happening. Ahead, well, you've talked about big moves, big teams, big games. Now, Fab, let's shift over to the biggest game happening this week. The biggest game happening in the English Premier League. Arsenal go to Manchester City. And this is a personal one for you. What's your prediction? Who's going to win and why? I, I think Arsenal going to win. I know <laughs> this is something crazy, but I go with Arsenal. It's just What's my feeling. On? There is no, no explaining, okay. but uh, I think wow. that Arsenal going to win. I think they will show that, okay, there is a lot of pressure. Many people feel, okay, it's over for Arsenal. The league is over. I think we're going to see something special, but I'm not sure that it's going to be enough to win the league. Wow. wow, Fabrizio. I mean, way to drop the mic right there, predicting an <laughs> Arsenal win against Manchester City. And when Mike said big game, I thought he was talking about Inter against Juventus in Coppa Italia tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fabrizio, you're a legend. Thank you so Thank much you, for guys. being around for a few extra minutes. We appreciate you. No Everybody out there, go and follow Fabrizio across the social media platforms, website, YouTube. Thank you. He has a lot going on. Please make sure you follow him. The greatest, the latest and greatest news in the transfer window is always coming from Fabrizio. So thank we, thank, we can't thank you enough, brother. A big part of the family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, enjoy the game tonight. And see you soon here on Out of Champions. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, Mike. Thank you so much. Everybody out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Just a reminder to everybody else, we'll be back tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern, post-Manchester City against Arsenal. Apparently, Arsenal are going to win, according to Fabrizio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody for listening to House of Champions. Take a minute to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you're listening to podcasts. Also available as videos, so subscribe to us on YouTube. Fabrizio, Mike, appreciate you both. Take care. Have a great day. Enjoy the big games today. This is Sandra Herrera from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. 
With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAFW Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the Winter Transfer Window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. 